0: Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember, that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. I'm excited to continue our series that we're on, on Advent. And maybe you know what Advent is, Maybe you don't, but it is a part of the church calendar where we take time to slow down and reflect on Jesus and what he did, what he began through Christmas, that rescue plan, and just taking time in this season. Now, Advent has Four weeks and focusing on four words, hope, peace, joy, and love. That's why we have these wonderful candles back here. And so we are on the third week. And then next week, because it's a Sunday and it's Christmas, we'll light two. We'll do the love one, and we'll also light the Jesus one. And the candles are great. Um, I'm really, I, 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 we've been doing this in our house. Advent is a practice that we do. And we, uh, we light the candle, the kids take turns each day, somebody gets to light it. And when we light it, we say, Christ is light. In fact, why don't we just say that together, okay? Christ is light. And it's just a reminder to stop and remember, Jesus, in the midst of darkness, Jesus is our answer. So, how many of you, December is a very full time of year? Maybe the most full? You just feel wow, just, it's just a full month. And I'd like to think that we're balancing it a bit better this year than maybe we have some other years. Uh, you know, we're trying to balance family activities, and you know, we've got our Advent treats and Advent uh, activities and all the things that just come with Christmas concerts and, and all of those stuff, and it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed. And there was a few years um, where <laughs> once Christmas was over, It was so tense that there would be a couple days where my wife and I just wouldn't really talk to each other. It was probably three years in a row where it was just like, from like the 28th to the 30th, we just literally did not talk to each other, and then we worked it out, and Jesus worked on us, and we, so you know, yay, joy to the world, right? (laughs) Because that's what joy is, right? Happiness, the perfect holiday season, a constant smile on your face, that's what joy looks like, right? Well, today we're going to talk about joy. People respond to joy in different ways. <laughs> Thank you, Adelaide. You're a mean <laughs> maybe you're the dancer and you are full of joy, and this is your favorite time of year. Oh, and you just want the world to know, and you are just, it's just coming out of you. You are full of joy. Maybe you've got joy, but you're maybe a little hesitant or embarrassed to display that to other people because you recognize some people don't have that same level of excitement as you and you're like i want to but is that insensitive or i don't know and so you balance this weird tension even though you're full of this joy maybe you see joyful people and it frustrates you because you don't feel joyful why should anyone else get to (laughs) or maybe you don't feel joy but you know you should and you want to and you actually feel guilty because you don't feel it or don't think you have it, and you ask yourself things like, am I really even a Christian? Am I doing something wrong? I don't feel like I've got any joy in me. Now, this is the time of year where we see the word joy in every store, every window, every Christmas card. You see that word everywhere. And people are perfectly comfortable with joy as a decoration, but not necessarily as a heart condition we can say it we can sing the song we can all of those things but there's more to it than that so what is joy well first let me tell you what it's not joy is not just happiness it's not you know happiness is the way you feel based on what's happening to you and around you joy from the world the box arrived it's my new ps5 <laughs> right maybe maybe now i've got joy Joy from the world, my life's easy, and Instagram worthy. All right, whatever it is, we, 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 we think this is what joy must be like and what it must look like. But true joy is, de- is not dependent on what is happening around you in this reality. It's an attitude that the followers of Jesus adopt, not based on wonderful, happy circumstances, but based on their hope in God's love and promise. So... We're going to look at some of this today. Let's look at an essential verse from the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. Jesus has been born. You will hear more of the Christmas story next week, of course. But Jesus has been born, and it is time to celebrate. And there are shepherds in a field hanging out. A bunch of nobodies, just why would God pick these people, I don't know. But a bunch of shepherds in a field doing their job, just working their 9 to 5. Middle of the night, they're hanging out, and suddenly an, an angel appears and speaks to them. Luke 2:10 says, "Fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord." Good news, great joy for all people. The message of Jesus is a promise of rescue. It is good news. Of great joy, and it's meant to be for all people. Right. And that source of joy is Jesus. So think about this. Like, what if joy actually is readily available all the time for you, no matter what the situation you're in? What if choosing to step into Christ's joy isn't hypocritical or naive or whatever? What if it's actually the healthiest response you can make in the moment? Oh, I couldn't do that right now, that, that would look so fake, or da uh, you know, no. Here's what I want you to remember. Joy is an emotional response to our spiritual reality. It's an emotional response. It is a response, but it's to our greater spiritual reality. And it might not seem as tangible, but it is more real because of who God is, what He's done, what we get to live in. Joy is a lot of things. Joy is trusting God will fulfill His promises that's joy. Is, is, I, I, just, I just believe God's going to come through on things He's already said He's going to do or is doing or has done. Joy is an anticipation for what's to come. The last book of the Bible, Revelation 19, says this, "'Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the all-powerful reigns supreme.'" Now is the time for joy and happiness. He deserves all the glory we can give him. For the wedding feast has begun. The marriage of the Lamb, Jesus, to his bride, the church, has commenced. And his bride has prepared herself for this glorious day. Now is the time for joy. We anticipate what, is, what Jesus has made a way for, what is going to happen, what is awaiting us. That is a big part of it. Joy is celebrating the reality of freedom found in Christ. Do you know? That if you give your life to Jesus, maybe today you're just like, you know what? I surrender. I'm all in Jesus with you. Do you know that in heaven, they go nuts? Yeah. There is like a party for you. Luke 15, 10, there is joy in the presence of all God's messengers, angels, over even one sinner who changes his way of life. Yeah. You say, the moment, if you already have, the moment you said you truly just like handed over your life, up in heaven. Like, they were going nuts, just cheering and celebrating. There was joy over the freedom found in Christ. Joy comes from an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You can't find joy. You can't build joy, and ah, this will be my joy, and this will work. No. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17 talks about it being a basic characteristic of the kingdom of God. It says, for the kingdom of God, it's not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not just painted the way I want or what I think it looks like, but if the Holy Spirit's offering it, I'm gonna step into that and I can have actual joy. What is the biggest complaint Against the church, I would say that people who aren't a part of church, it's like they're so negative or judgmental or ang- they're so angry about things. Like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal if they do this or da 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 or this situation, or whatever? Why are they so angry? It seems these days the church is known more for what we're against and what we stand for and what we believe in, and we—that's what we should be. We're meant to be light. Christ is light. We're meant to be light. Instead of getting angry at the darkness, we're meant to bring light. And the world actually knows that joy and Jesus are meant to be like in the same bag together. I I, I think they really do know this. Um, you know, some, uh, someone told me the story how they were, they were at their doctor and just talking about, man, I'm just feeling overwhelmed in so many things, physically these things, but also just concerns in my life, uh, struggling against depression, and just where I'm at mentally and stuff, and just, just laying out these things to their doctor. And their doctor, who is, was Baha'i, uh, and just had a grasp of a lot of different things, they're like, w- wait, you're a Christian, aren't you supposed to be joyful? Well, actually, yes. The answer is yes. They didn't say, you're a Christian. Aren't you supposed to always have a smile on your face and everything's... Per-? No, that's not... Aren't you supposed to be joyful, full of joy? And the answer actually is yes. Yes, you are supposed to be joyful, regardless of circumstance. Now, we're not saying to be naive and blind to the world. Nothing. Everything's fine. You know, you've seen that meme, like, the dog and, like, sitting at the table with, like, the fire. It's fine, right? Like, it's not about... Pretending the world isn't a big dumpster fire. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's not being naive or blind to the world. It's not about being clueless to life hardships. It's not about fake it till you make it. I'll pretend I'm happy. It's not about painting a smile on your face during family dinner this Christmas when the tensions are there. It's great. No, no, no. It's not about faking anything. It's about stepping into something bigger than your circumstances. That's what we're doing. No one here today is asking you to pretend to be happy if you're not. But today, I am inviting you into the reality of a readily available joy that you can simply choose. Joy is real. Joy is available. Joy is a choice. Okay, JD. Even if that were true, even if joy were obtainable through Jesus, what's the big deal? Isn't happiness enough? I mean, I can watch cat videos on YouTube. I'm good. I can laugh. You know, that makes me feel good. Okay. But there's a big difference between, ha- between a happy day and a joy-filled day. I can think of days where I laughed at funny videos, ate something delicious, probably too much of that. Uh, got to the end of the day, and I, didn't still, I still didn't feel fulfilled. I can think of other days where I spent time in God's presence. I spoke life into someone. I did something selfless for another person. I worked really hard. I handled an awful awful situation with grace or love and conviction. And I got to the end of the day, and I might have felt empty and depleted energy-wise, but I felt full inside. I thought today mattered. I didn't think today went perfectly. Joy is an emotional response to our spiritual reality. So why do we need joy? Well, joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. If you would say, I am a follower of Jesus, I, am, I have been filled with the Spirit of God to live for Him, then that is actually a fruit that should be coming out of your life. Like tangible, people should be able to see joy on you if you are truly a follower of Jesus. Now again, I'm not saying, that means you everywhere you go in public, I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> No, no, just a real joy that's like, actually, I'm dealing with a lot right now, but yeah, you know, I I still have hope, or I'm still praying for this, or, you know, I'm I'm persevering. That's that's joy. It's fruit of the Spirit. We can read that in Galatians 5, and it's evidence that you have the Spirit of God working in your life, and having joy is part of the experience of being a Christian. And you can have joy always. Philippians 4.4, Paul tells the church, he says, here's what I want you to do. Rejoice in the Lord always. Everyone just say always. Always. And then he's like, again, in case you missed it, I will say rejoice. He can apply that to any situation. Just rejoice in the Lord always. Not rejoice in you, not rejoice in your circumstance. Ah, this is happening. This is overwhelming. I'm nervous for this. I'm overwhelmed with this. Okay, and yet still I can rejoice in the Lord always. Joy is an essential part of who God is and what he offers us. Psalm 30 says this His wrath, you see, is fleeting, but His grace lasts a lifetime. The deepest pains may linger through the night, but joy greets the soul with the smile of mourning. Pain's real. Pain and hurt and the things we go through. And it might linger through the night, but joy is ready to greet your soul, and I just want, as a side note, you know, we talked about the longest night. If you're just, you know, maybe that's something for you. It's like, I've just, it's been a long night. (laughs) And, And pain has been lingering through the night, but I need to step into something bigger. I need to believe that joy is ready to greet my soul. I want to encourage you to come out to that. We are meant to display the joy we've been given, okay? The joy we have that you have been offered by Christ is meant to flow through you and and to shine a light on Jesus, especially when it doesn't seem like there's reasons for joy. I think that's a big part. That's when it becomes the most evident to our world around us, is actually when you're in circumstances that why would you be happy? Why would you have any kind of hope or expectation, and yet you have a joy? That is when the light shines brightest on Christ. And that's when people take notice and go, there's something different about you. What is that? It's not just that you're a happy person. It's not your personality. It's something else happening. And we see this throughout the Bible. uh, The most remarkable expression of joy, actually, is in times of suffering. You see that through the Bible. It's in suffering for Jesus' name, not just for whatever dumb thing you did, oh, I'm suffering now. It's like, no, I'm suffering because I'm actually following Jesus and doing things well. Um, And we see this, Acts 5.41. They were filled with joy over being considered worthy to suffer disgrace for the sake of his name these guys are going to jail, these guys are getting beaten, and they're considering it joy to be worthy of doing this in his name. Uh, Jesus says in Luke 6, when people hate you, not if, when people hate you, (laughs) exclude you, insult you, write you off as evil on account of the Son of Man, not because of the dumb things you did, but because you follow Jesus and those those people at work or those people in your college campus or whatever are like you're a whatever you are blessed when that happens when these things happen rejoice jump for joy <laughs> Then you have a great reward in heaven The Bible is just it it just the word of God just challenges us Why would I jump for joy there's a great reward in heaven. 1 Peter 1.6. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. It's just a little while, guys. You can make it through this next thing, this next thing, but just look at what's coming. Look at what God's got for you. Some of you know what this feels like. You're mocked at work or at school. Family doesn't talk to you. Life actually seems harder because you follow Jesus. That's why we don't say anymore, making it easy to say yes to Jesus because it actually isn't that easy to say yes and to follow Jesus. It takes courage and fortitude and determination and a lot of things. And yet you have held on through tough times and you've stayed strong. How did you do that? I'll tell you how. Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's your strength. Joy is a gift. Joy is real. Joy is available. Joy is a choice. And it's your strength. And even in my grief or my alienation or whatever it is, I trust Jesus. And if I trust him, I can grieve and walk in his joy at the same time. Because joy is found in a person, Jesus. He is good news of great joy for all people. So, how do we get joy? Joy is real. Joy is available. Joy is a choice. I'm actually going to read an excerpt from a book I wrote. Uh, So this is, I got to finish a series by my wife's aunt, who wrote this incredible kids' series, um, just showing... Uh, what it's like to be part of God's army, and it's amazing. And so I had the privilege of of finishing this. Uh, It's called The Talking Tree Forest, and I want to read this part because it actually deals with the reality of loss and death and pain. And so I'm just going to read this part here. Um, Okay. Where are we? Okay, so what... What were you all doing on those logs, asked Seeker, pointing to the river. Our job, replied Mary. We remove dead trees from the forest and move them down the river to a place where they can be used to make new things. It doesn't look very safe, said Seeker. Oh, it's not. Our job isn't always easy, just like life. Sometimes we get hurt and we make mistakes. Sometimes we have to be gone for long periods of time. Well, that doesn't sound fun, declared Seeker. How come you guys are so happy then? Because, declared Mary, we choose joy. Seeker frowned in confusion. What do you mean you choose joy? How can you choose to feel happy? What if you're sad? Well, joy is more than happy feelings, young sir, said Mary. True joy is a gift from the king to our hearts, a feeling of satisfaction and contentment that has nothing to do with what's happening to us. And because it is a gift, you can choose joy anytime you want. In the story, they go on to sing uh, a song that was uh, called I Choose Joy. It was written by Diane, and it was really significant because she, uh, in all her stories, she would get these, she called them downloads, where she literally, in a moment, was just like, the whole song was in her head. God just gave her a song, and she would write it down, and there you go. And uh, the song that I'm going to show you in just a second, just a part of it, she got this one as she was driving home from the doctor after she had just got the diagnosis that she had terminal cancer. And she's driving home. She's praying and she's overwhelmed and God just gives her this download. She pulls over to the side of the road and she just records on her phone, just, just like she knows it, the tune, everything immediately. I want to play just a snippet because um, as you listen to this, now she's not a professional singer, that's not the point. The rawness of just what, she, what God put on her heart I think is really important. So listen to this. I choose joy, I choose praise and thanksgiving, yes, I choose joy, da-da-dum. No matter what my circumstances, I will dance and lift my hands up. I'm trading all my sorrow and sadness, and I choose joy, I choose joy. Do you think something like that in that moment? Uh, I just think it's so powerful. It's like, I, just, I choose this. I choose joy, not joy instead of grief, but rather in my grief and in my suffering. No matter what your circumstances, you can trade your sorrow and sadness. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Just cast all that anxiety on you. Just hand it over to Jesus. All your pains, all your worries, all your frustrations, all your doubts, all your insecurities, just hand it over to him and trade it for what his promises say about you and what he says about this world. So whether you have struggling marriages or terrible diagnoses or strained family dynamics or work stress, there is freedom in the midst of those things. Joy is a gift that can't be taken or destroyed. <laughs> that smashed. God's joy cannot be taken from you, cannot be smashed. The world might try and bat it out of your hand or mock it out of your heart. It cannot be taken from you. It cannot be taken from you. Whatever happens to your body, you have a choice. We don't worship or love or follow God based on what he does for us or if he heals us. Jesus, I'll follow you if you do this for me. No. I know what that's like. I've had a condition with my ears for over 10 years now, and I've prayed many things and wonder, you know, God, I know you can, and, and I do, and I don't, I just, I just trust Him through it. I don't let it hinder me, and there's many people here, I think you've got way worse things than I'm going through, and I just see you just continue to choose joy and to move on, and I think there's power in that. Joy is real. Joy is available. Joy is a choice. John 16 says, Jesus is talking, he says, So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. So ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. Are you lacking joy because you just haven't asked God for it? If the gift is right there and he wants to give it to you, you just need to receive it. You need to say, God, I want that. It's a gift of joy. So, don't be like, oh, no, I couldn't possibly, I don't deserve that, or whatever. It is a gift God wants to give you as you follow Him. Ask and you will receive, and your joy can be complete. That's what sets Christ followers apart. You have good news of great joy, and you've been given God's joy. So, what do we do with this joy? If Jesus is your Lord, you have joy. If you've got it, don't be embarrassed. Now, I know for some, it's like you're, you're just trying to get that. But some of you, it's like, I got the joy. I live in that. Good. Don't be embarrassed. The world needs that light. I'm not saying be obnoxious. You probably aren't going to dance in a tutu. Oh, Brad, I could see it. But, you know, like <laughs> dance around doing that. Actually, I have seen you in a tutu. but <laughs> So it's not about, you know, this display, but it's just authentically walking in real joy. And if you don't have it, maybe it's time to accept it, not based on your circumstances. And last week, Pastor Monica talked about the uncomfortable peace and suggested taking time to sit in silence. See, the discomfort of peace is that you have to sit in silence, right? We're talking uncomfortable Christmas. I think the discomfort of joy is being confident you have it and showing it to others. It's the discomfort. Oh, how is this going to be received or how do I handle this? I've got this joy that I need to let out. We have good news to share. And it's about great joy, and it's a gift that's meant for all people. And just like the shepherds, going back to that Christmas story, who heard the good news, who experienced Jesus themselves, and then they responded the only way that we should. Luke 2.20, the shepherds went back to their sheep, praising God and thanking Him for everything they had seen and heard. If you've experienced Jesus, and you are following Him, He wants you to go back to your flock, your work, your family, wherever, praising God, living out of the goodness of what you have seen, this good news of great joy that should flow out of us, and it is for all people. Your school, your friends, uh, your family, you can live in fullness of joy. You know, like I said, you don't have to be obnoxious about it or whatever, you can just live in a confident, it's like joy is real, joy is available, Joy is a choice. I'm choosing this. I'm going to be light, regardless of circumstance. I'm just going to bring that, and I'm going to do it in confidence. Imagine the impact we could, have, we could make as a church if we put on joy and just walked in joy. What would your dysfunctional Christmas family dinner look like? If instead of feeding into the drama, or isolating yourself from it, or condemning others and being a turd, maybe, what if you took good news... Of great joy, and you just like, I'm not even gonna like preach it at people. I'm just gonna live this out. I'm Jesus, you are the light. I'm gonna reflect that light. Help me just show joy, to live in joy, and to let that shine light into other people's lives. Now, maybe you're thinking, I'm not good enough to have his joy and receive his love and forgiveness. Now you're getting it. Exactly. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough none of us are good enough. That's why it's a gift. We are all sinners who need a Savior. We have been saved by grace, and now we can walk in that. We don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve to be happy. I deserve to be happy. Just be happy, you know, find happiness. No. Joy of the Lord is my strength. That's what I'm leaning on. Joy only comes from Jesus. He is your life source, and he modeled how to do it. Hebrews 12 says this, Let us run with patient endurance the race that has been set before us. It might feel like a race right now. December's just like full on. But your life, this race set before you, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the originator and perfecter of faith, and here we go, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus knows what it's like to go through hard things with the end in mind. I can make it through this. I can, I can forgive this person or I can ask for forgiveness or I can do this or I can step up this way or I can have this conversation or whatever I need to do because I see the bigger picture. I see what I'm a part of. I know that joy is right there waiting for me. You can disregard the shame and that's what it says that who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You can keep going because there's joy set before you. Fix your eyes on Jesus the season. Be with Jesus. Jesus is Emmanuel. God with us. He wants to know you. Become like Jesus. Accept his joy and don't be embarrassed or doubtful about it. You've been filled with joy. Be proud. Shine that proudly and carry on the mission. Shine that joy light to others. Can we stand? In a moment, I'm going to invite you into four prayers, okay? This is kind of like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, where you get to the end, it's like, how many endings are there? Okay, but they're all amazing, okay? This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do four four little prayers. First one is handing life over to Jesus as a savior of the world. Then I wanna invite, uh, then we're gonna do a prayer just inviting that savior into your discomfort. Jesus, I believe in you, I've received you. Now, this is what is in my world, work in this. The third one is just taking a little bit of time. I just want to take a short amount of time of silence and contemplation, just allowing Jesus to actually respond and fill you with fresh joy. And then the fourth one is going deeper and inviting. Maybe you need to come up to the front after. We're going to have a prayer team up here, and we'd love to pray for you. I think that's really important. So I want to start with this. Can we close our eyes? I want to invite you to join us as we pray today, saying yes to Jesus as a Savior of your life, the true source of joy. And would you just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I believe your death and resurrection brought new creation life. And I step into that reality today. You are Lord. You declare that I am free, that my sins are forgiven, that your joy is a gift, and that I can receive. So I receive it now. the second prayer, actually, I, I, it's in the back of this book, and uh, it was just a prayer really about talking to the King, and being real, inviting Jesus in. I'm just going to pray this over us. So I invite you again, you can just close your eyes and just listen, but maybe this is a prayer you need to declare today. King Jesus, you know what it feels like to be sad and hurting, just like me. You know what pain is, but you never gave up. You know what loneliness is, but you never stop loving and believing in you know what it feels like to be so sad it overwhelms your whole body but you overcame even death when you rose from the grave that gives me hope please comfort my hurting heart help me choose joy even when it's hard just like you did I want to be a light in this dark world and bring comfort to others who need it too this hard time is helping me know just how real you are and how you will help me get through everything that comes my way I know that you are the only way the truth and the best life I could ask for. Thank you, King Jesus, for loving me always. Amen. I want to take just 30 seconds. And I think the best thing we can do is allow Jesus to speak to your heart. And maybe it's just, this is all we're going to do. I just, just ask a simple question to God. God, fill me with fresh joy. And we're just going to take a couple seconds right now and do that. A song in just a minute but you know i want to invite you as well come up after if you if you could use some prayer we care about you we care about your heart how's your heart let us pray with you and i want to end with this before we go into the song when you walk out of here today life goes on and you have a choice romans 12:12 tells us this do not forget don't forget when you leave here today don't forget to rejoice for hope is always just around the corner hold up through the hard times that are coming devote yourselves to prayer Things may look dark, but there's good news of great joy. Christ is light. Christ is light. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honour to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.